Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Boomer. Well, I'd just like to welcome everyone to tonight's show and just uh, let everyone know that uh, we're not seeing him tonight, but uh, I think sooner or later we'll be seeing a slightly modernized version of Redcast Honky making a reappearance, hopefully complete with corn cob and overalls, but I can't make that that happen for sure. <laughs> uh, now that's a good one, Boomer. I appreciate that. Uh, it sounds like Trev told us tonight that um, Herbie's coming back in all his glory with a slightly modern touch, and uh, I'm sure we'll see Redcast Honky in a similar fashion sooner than later also with redcast rob well you know it was kind of nice having a full week off no shows in between i was talking with some friends and family and they were asking me you know what what's it like being on a podcast with you dave and i was like well you know sometimes you know he can be a real pain in the ass he can really just you know chat my ass and 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 sometimes you know it's just you know he's just really on my ass but, you know, I, I don't mind that, you know, he's just always giving me shit. And that's just the way it is, you know. And, and, and But I will say this. He's the best podcaster or one of the best podcasters I've ever worked with. <laughs> hey, Rob, um, are you going to be able to get Brody Belt on the show anytime soon? You know, that is actually after that. I hope so, because we can just throw ass and shit around the entire single, you know, the entire like episode we don't even have to worry about it i'll have robert 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 you know we do run a relatively clean show here that was a funny take brody belt uh was a little bit explicit with his uh uh verbiage today on his uh presser um i'm sure mickey will be on him to clean that up um it's all be on you to clean your act up yes on the red cast i've been watching a lot Uh, of friday night lights so you'll just get a lot of yes sirs from me and that's right. That's right. All right. Well, anybody watching us uh, live right now, see, we had do have a fourth uh, red caster on. It's not honky, but uh, it's uh, my uh, my nephew, Talon Strong, a uh, lifelong Husker, um, born and bred in Columbus, just like everyone else on the show, except for Rob. Um, Talon, say hi really quick. How you guys doing? All right, man. Talon will uh, do a, a fan forum segment with us tonight. We're always trying to better understand um, Husker fans from all generations, and we rarely bring in the you know younger twenty somethings. And so, Talon will help us uh, get a perspective different from what me and Boomer growing up in the eighties and nineties uh, have. And uh, he'll join us for the rest of the show. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Rob, why don't we uh, take care of our sponsors? Absolutely. First, I'd like to remind everybody that as the Go Big Redcast is part of the Herd App family, so is Hail Varsity. And you can actually go out and buy a subscription to Hail Varsity magazine using promo code REDCAST at hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe to receive a $10 discount on your first year's subscription. Make sure, again, to go to hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe, enter promo code REDCAST for your $10 off. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to Alumni Hall that has two Lincoln locations, one in downtown and one at the South Point Pavilions. You can get all of your licensed Husker gear, especially your Adidas sideline collection that they have this year. And and in the past, you've seen me wearing their hats. You've seen Honky wearing the hats, their shirts. There's my uh, picture of my Aloha shirt that I I do like to wear, um, you know, right before I jump in the hot tub at night. And you can go to www.alumnihall.com backslash Nebraska-Cornhuskers for that. 
Also, are you looking for a job? Are you looking for a work environment that is friendly, fast paced, not customer facing? You can show up to work in shorts and a t-shirt every day, just like I like to do. Go to jobs at fsc.com and look more into their opportunities because they are hiring. And also a shout out to our good friends, Shane and Laura over at Smack and Smooch. They make custom shirts and specialty items for all of your family reunions, your gatherings, your Husker gatherings. If you come up with a cool slogan, they'll throw it on a t-shirt for you. Much like this war daddy up with the muscular corn. I think that's the new like Herbie mascot. I think that they're throwing out there. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and you can follow them on Twitter or Facebook at smack and smooch and send them a direct message. And they would love to talk to you guys. I know they love talking to me. I talk to Shane at least once a week about more red cast gear. So give them a shout out. All right. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Always good to take care of business. Um, all right, let's see here. Let's see if I can throw up the uh, the fan forum logo there and um, throw up uh, Talon's uh, Instagram account. Is that right, Talon? Instagram? Yes, it is my Instagram. I see you're taking He's... the like a newspaper reporter approach to, to, to photos there and finding one from like 20 years ago to slap on there. So <laughs> I like that. He's future realtor Talon Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Talon does have a perfect broadcasting name. He doesn't even need to change his name for if he was a radio host or anything. It's like a DJ name already set up. No, it's, Can you it's imagine perfect. like a broadcast with Iron Eagle and Talon Strong? I mean, that's it's, it, it's perfect. It's it's so set up. I mean, he might be calling football games for like Auburn or Georgia Southern, but you know, I mean, um, maybe Nebraska someday. No, no that's, but that's uh, he's the, already. That's right. That's right. Well, Talon, um, thanks for joining us here. It should be fun. I've wanted to have you on the show for a long time and with honky, like incognito right now, we figured like, what the heck let's, let's bring a a Redcast junior on and talk a little bit about just your, your fandom. And uh, we have, uh, let's see if I make sure I bring up the correct fan forum show. We have this now we've done this multiple times, right, Rob? Uh, Honky and you have done some fan forums and um, have brought some pretty illustrious guests guests on. Uh, and uh, we have four basic questions. Uh, why you're a Husker fan? What's your favorite memory as a Husker fan? Who's your all-time favorite Huskers? And what happens by season's end? Or let's just kind of, a, you know, project out and talk about um, the next few years of, of Husker football. So, uh, Talon, you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Ready for it your whole life, right? Oh man, I've been—I was born for this. I think. All right, all right. Well, the uh, the easiest question is the first one. Why are you a Husker fan? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, really, I was born into it. I mean, uh, my mom was always a big. Husker You're my fan. nephew. Of course, you were born into it. Yeah, I've I've been uh, I've been rocking Husker gear since I was a baby. Um, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of part of my family. Um, my mom's always been into it. My grandpa was always into it. Um, it's just, it's it's hard to really you know fathom because you don't think you're gonna choose a team when you're young and and rock with them forever. And it's just kind of how it went. You know, even all my brothers uh, watched Nebraska football. It's just it's just how it was in the house. And if you didn't watch Nebraska football, then you were less liked. So <laughs> it's just it's just how it is. I've, I've always loved them. Um, now, Talon, you it. are one of you're the youngest of five yes. boys, right? Yeah. So you pretty much had like half a team right there. So yeah, kind of yeah. We 
we were when we were doing tackling drills in the living room when we were younger. So we were we've always been ready. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's pretty typical of Nebraska fans. You are typically born into it, and uh, that helps you get through some of the lean years, obviously, right? Um, now, as I was alluding to, um, Boomer and I, we can go back to the 80s and, and 90s, and we have a lot of awesome memories. Um, but even though you uh, haven't had uh, that large catalog, um, I'm hopefully you've got a few of them over the last um, – 21 years are you 20 or 21 i'm 20 20 all right 20 years of your life so what are your favorite memories uh, i think the top one uh, is probably the amir abdullah one of the final plays of the game against mcneese state to, to win the game after playing maybe one of the worst football games we've ever played <laughs> that is uh, true it saved bo's bo's job yeah it was it was a rough one but just just watching him um do what he did. I mean, I really think he should have been a little higher on the Heisman candidacy list, but I mean, it's just, he just took it over, took it over, knew we were in trouble. And that's just the type of player he was. Um, I think another big moment that I really enjoyed was probably the Ron Kellogg Hail Mary to Jordan Westerkamp. Yeah. That's a big one. So yeah, yeah there's a couple awesome. other ones sprinkled in there. Um, they're kind of sad. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all right let's that, that's real though like what, what was one of the more like disappointing memories like one where we we lost the game think, or whatever i think you got to go back to 2009 big 12 championship game uh texas yeah. uh Absolutely. just uh, i was there man watch yeah uh, watching indomitian sue throw colt mccoy was probably one of the happiest days of my life um and then just yeah. that's how we lost you know we really got cheated out of a big 12 title and um just and I think it's all politics. So that was a really sad one for me. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's great. Boomer, what do you think about some of those memories? Well, they're interesting. It's just uh like you said, Dave, it's just fascinating to see the difference, you know, from like our <laughs> memories, like you said, to memories nowadays is hey, we got by that FCS team with a miraculous play by one of our it great, was a great moments. But it, yeah, yeah, it's a great it is a great moment, but man, that's that's tough, you know. And the Northwestern yeah, victory to your point. Yeah, the Northwestern victory. Yeah, yeah it's just it's it's different era, that's for sure. So it's, it's a kind of admire sad. people that can be fans through that. So we had it easy now, in a lot of ways. Now, Rob, I mean, you became a Husker fan about I mean about time or talent really started to probably pick up steam because you're two thousand ten or so, probably or fair to say. I mean, yeah, I mean hardcore, yes. And I talked about this a little bit on on yeah. the Gen Red podcast while on there. Hardcore, yes, and it's your fault actually i know um yeah i i had recently moved like i was living in thornton and then i had recently and then i moved to denver just so i could be closer to you guys and in our husker fandom that's not true but sort of and but it's good for the podcast yeah, closer, well closer to you guys because most of my friends lived in denver at the time so, yeah no um, i got you and uh yeah and i mean there was that wasn't even so. I guess my question, Rob, it was Pelini. It was Pelini, and Pelini wasn't losing a ton, right? I mean, we had we would we used to talk about how we were one of the best five teams in college football during that period during Pelini's years because we had like as many wins as like Alabama and Georgia, or like we consistently we like, won, yeah, consistently won nine, nine or ten, 10 games. games. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so, Rob, I guess my question, my question to you is like, you, do you have some of those similar memories? Are, are, are some of your top ones in the last 10 or 12 years, or do you have different ones in that same period? 
I don't know, man. I was so good for so many of those games. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I mean, truth it was like, comes out. It was it was two dollar Rolling Rocks at the Giggling Grizzly. What do you yeah, expect yeah, from yeah. me? You know what I mean. But what yeah, about like, like the Michigan game when Michigan State game? I mean, when when uh, yep. But you weren't there because I think you were at. The I was game, at the game, but I was at, Riley's catch. I was at the bar yeah. and all the Michigan and I was friends with a lot of Michigan State fans who were also regulars at that bar, which I was a regular at. So I was watching the game sure. with them, and again it. I mean, that was, that was probably one of the top ones. And I could remember watching the Wisconsin game and, and just crying myself to sleep that night thinking like, I'm in it now. Like this is, I, I actually care. I'm losing sleep over that loss. Like the time we actually yeah. came back to beat Wisconsin. Yeah. That was, uh, well, yeah, he's, uh, he's still running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we had a, a commenter there talking about Alex Henry and his 57 yard field goal to beat Colorado. Um, yes. I, talent, I actually took your older brother to that game. So, yeah, um, yeah. That, that was his first, uh, first game as a Husker. So that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think that's his favorite memory actually, uh, actually of, uh, of, of the yeah. Huskers. I think that was a really yeah. big, that one. was came right in at us yeah. and then Sue obviously, you know, finishes the game off. So, all right. Well, you talk about, uh, Sue a little bit. Who are your all time favorite Huskers? Gotta go Sue. Yep. I guess I'm just going to say the ones that I really know because I don't know the the greatness and how everything yeah, worked out right. from the 90s. But uh, probably Sue. Um, I was a really big fan of uh, Amir Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Bell was a, a big favorite of mine. Yeah. And, and maybe um, there's Prince of Mukamara. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a, I got a lot of them. So, but yeah, those probably yeah, my A lot of the ones. guys that went off. And had success at the NFL level too. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Those absolutely. are top, probably my top four. Um, maybe you could throw in um, well, Rex Burkhead. But yeah, sure. there's a ton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now Boomer uh, has lived many lives, and he actually remembers the 1915s and 20s. So he's bringing up. Guy Chamberlain and probably Sam oh, Francis. Wow. Boomer, right? You'll have Sam Francis. Vic Elligan would be in a, the team. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. You do like Vic Elligan. Yep. He's a deep cut. He was. He was. Uh, <laughs> or Dick Ruth. I don't, also good, you know, yeah, so. I don't think I've ever heard of those names. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we do have some really good uh, Nebraska history shows. So if you do want to take a deeper dive, uh, um yeah, Hockey and Boomer had a great show with Mike Babcock uh, early, earlier this year and um, a few others like that. Um, Tom Chatello had a great show with us a few years ago at Colorado Rivalry. So um, you and the other uh, Redcast listeners can always go back to the archive and uh, and listen in. Those are some timeless shows. Yeah, see what it feels like to really win. You know? <laughs> and so, and so, well, we um, don't know how that feels on the podcast, Talon. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning into the 10th annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. Now back to our show. All right. So the big question, um, and since we're already kind of turning to to next season here, I, I don't want to ask the question, how do you think we're going to do this year? Because that's just cruel to you. Um, but how do you think we'll do next year with a, a new head coach? 
think it depends on who we get, right? I mean, yeah, uh, you know, you could you could say we're <clears> going to do great, but we've thought we've been we were going to be great, you know, for the past you know four years since Frost, five years since Frost got here. So that's the truth. I just I don't know if I have a ton of expectations right now. I think I want to uh, definitely see who they hire first go from there i just don't know if i can really give myself high expectations anymore just just to be uh let down just by you know uh the first game of the year usually so <laughs> yeah um, that's the truth you, know, you won't be drinking the kool-aid by you know august next year is that what you're saying uh, if if we can get a guy in who brings what nebraska needs i'll drink the kool-aid uh full on and full in but you know we hire another guy like mike riley and we might have a little bit of an issue <laughs> yeah so, I think- that is a good question what does nebraska need from your perspective i think we need a guy who's going to hold us accountable i mean i just think frost there's been so many games where there's been excuses at the end of them you know yeah and just really we lost you know and that's what it is and i think we need guys that want to take on the pressure and can handle the pressure of playing at Nebraska because, like you guys have said, I mean, we have five national championships. The expectation is is to win. And if we don't, you know, I think a big problem with Nebraska in the last 10 or 12 years is the players we recruit don't handle the pressure of being a Cornhusker. And I think that's the biggest problem with it is, is I, don't, I mean, yeah, we can get all the great coaches we want, but – until players start living up to what we're asking them to live up to, I just don't think it's going to matter because you look at these great dynasties like Alabama and, and, you know, what Georgia is doing now. And they have guys who, who look at the pressure and say, that's, that's what I want. I, I want to go out there and I want to play the best teams every single day. And if we lose, we're going to come back even hungrier. So I think it's just about a guy who's going to get in there, hold us accountable. And, and, you know, it's, it's a need to win. And these kids need to know that, you know, it's, it's not, Oh, let's be mediocre again, you know, nine and four. And there's a reason we fired Pliny nine and four. Wasn't good enough. It just wasn't, you know, because we can go nine and four consistently and, you know, lose every big game we play. That's, that's just not Nebraska football. That's well said Talon. That's well said. I mean, I mean that accountability part is, is about the culture building, right? And we need a program builder this time around. Um, Yes. And, it's hard to say who that is to your point of like trying to, you know, say it has to be someone who has power five experience or uh, has been a head coach for a long time. You have success. Ryan day was not a head coach before he's had success at Ohio state. Lincoln Riley wasn't a head coach. That's um, all of the things, but those situation. are, yeah, well, that's great, Rob. I mean, expand on that a little bit because you're probably saying that, that culture was established in those programs. Right? It was like, I mean, urban Meyer just screwed up. That's why he got booted from, from there basically, you know, and, and <clears throat> they got handed the perfect situation where it was like the players already liked him. He was already there, you know, living there, coaching there. They all knew him there. He was part of the recruiting process. And then, and, and I would love to get to that culture. I guess that's my point is that, you yeah, know, yeah, right. yeah. That, that would be the ideal situation, right? Like, you know, and, and, I mean, so I, I think have most a, people, yeah. it's, I think most people agree with you, Rob, and I think it's where Boomer's been at, and I think Town will kind of get into the same thing is that we need someone that has has a, some sort of a proven track record as a head coach because we don't have the culture, and that's the biggest thing that is clearly 
been missing for uh, I'd the like last to decade. get a guy we don't have to have this conversation again for 20 years yeah you know, I'll, I mean? I'll take like, five or ten for God's sakes. Yeah, that's <laughs> like like I want people making jokes like, "Oh, look, they kicked a field goal." If, you know, Nebraska's new coach just gotten another two year extension. You know, like we do with friends. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the same thing. Because at least friends has a culture. You know what you're going to expect from Iowa every single year, and they're going to be one of those teams that a couple plays here and there, and they're going to be one of the best teams in the country. But a couple plays here and there, and they're going to go. You know, eight and four. You know, yeah, so it's yeah. like and, and consistently go in for. But does that also come from less expectations coming into every year? Because I don't think anyone every year is going, oh, Iowa's going to be this spectacular team. You know, Wait, we know thanks, what they Alan, are. My Twitter's about to blow up because of you. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> from you Iowa know, I think fans. yeah, I think we know what Iowa always is. They're a very disciplined team. They're not going to pass the ball very well, but they're always going to have a, uh, a solid offensive line, great tight ends, uh, running backs yep. who, who can hit the hole, and a disciplined defense. And I think – but no one's ever coming in looking at Iowa saying, oh, this is going to be a top-10 team, whereas every year in Nebraska, it doesn't matter what we finished the last year. It's that we have expectations to win a Big Ten championship. We're the off-season to, champs every year, Talon. Yeah, pretty much. And I think that's the – I think that's a big thing is, you know, we just don't – have guys who want to live up to it or can live up to it, or we haven't had the coaches to get the, the best out of them. Yeah. Yeah. They need to embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead guys and uh, slip on our scarlet colored glasses. Sounds like we're wearing them already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> keep on talking all things uh, Husker football here. And we're talking about the coaching search, right. And um, I, you know, uh, last show, we had a lot of fun with this uh, fantasy Husker football coach draft, uh, where we started to uh, draft through this massive list of potential coaches um, and a kind of a fantasy football style um, activity. And I probably can't remember who I even picked, but I'm counting on Boomer to have all of this uh, figured out. Uh, is that right, Boomer? Yeah, sure. Go with that, Dave. If it, if it was a... <laughs> If it was a former Raiders coach, you know he's on my list. Yeah, luckily so. I, I did keep a written record here, Dave. So we're, we're good. good. <laughs> I think we, we we ended with with Boomer. Are you up next? Is that right? Uh, that I did not bother to keep a written record of, Dave. Well, I think I'm pretty we sure we, we got all something. We we well. Why don't you run down who who we all have off the it board? Is, it is Boomer, by the way. I I kept track of that. Um, it was That's very good. Point. All right, because we went down the ladder, up the ladder, down the ladder, up That's the ladder, right. like four times. We're gonna so. we're gonna let Talon pick for Honky here. All right, Uh-oh. so this should be <laughs> a lot of fun. Right, it's his fault that he's not on the show. So. <laughs> yep. Um, Boomer, can you remind us who is off the board here? Yeah, uh, for the NFL coaches, Dave, you've got Matt Rule. Uh, Honky picked Zach Taylor. Uh, the rest of the board's still there on the established power five. Dave, you've got Kyle Whittingham and Matt Campbell. Rob is Pat Fitzgerald, Lane Kiffin. Honky has PJ Fleck because we know he's a big fan. Uh, <laughs> Rob also has Shiano. I have Dave Doran. Uh, new power five coaches. Uh, Honky got Dave Aranda, which we were being generous Good to. One. Yep, Rob with Lance Leipold. Dave with Chris Kleiman. Uh, I've got Mickey Joseph and Kalen DeBoer. For the group of five, I've got Luke Fickle and Jamie Chadwell. Rob has Deion Sanders, and Honky has Hugh Freeze, also a big fan, I'm sure. <laughs> and top assistants, we got Bill O'Brien for Dave. I've got Jim Leonard, take him off the board. And then a year-odd bunch, Honky has Urban Meyer, also a big fan. 
Uh, I've got Tom Herman, Dave with Dan Mullen, Rob with Bob Stoops, Honky with Mark Helfrick, and Houston Nutt, and Rob with John Gruden. So there's the Raiders connection. So <laughs> we probably do one around today before we lose too many listeners. So you know, I, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, at least NU can like control his emails coming in and out of their servers, so we can. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So let's just just do like one or two rounds, and we'll uh, we'll move yeah, on keep it here fast. and have a little fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but Boomer, I think you get a start. Um, yeah, I gotta start this mess again. All right. Well, let's here. see. What do I need? Uh, I need an NFL coach. Let's go for fun with uh, Eric B. Enemy. Why not? So you never know, right? Oh, you know, I mean, that's, so that name's come could... up a time or two. Let's throw him out there for fun. Come out of nowhere. All right, Rob. I think it's yours. Okay. Um, what am I, what do I need? Um, you're, you, you've got the list there, Boomer. Who, what, what am I looking at here? What do I need? Uh, you need an NFL coach as well. Uh, is, Sean, uh, is Sean Payton on there? Is, is oh Sean, yeah. He, we he have is. his NFL coach. So he's still up there though. Like he's on the board. Still on the board. Oh, he's on right, the board. Let's go ahead and take Sean Payton because it's, he's either going to be the new Husker coach or the new Raiders coach here. There you go. <laughs> so you win either way is what you're saying. Yeah, All right. Yeah. All right, Talon, you are uh, the auto draft for uh, for Honky here. Um, do you have a name out of here that you want to talk about? Is there do I is there anything that I need? Uh, Honky needs a group. A lot of, of help for Honky. He needs a top assistant. Ooh, top assistant, and he needs at least one new Power Five coach. And he needs an established really. Power Five coach. So there you go. Okay. Oh, so he's got lots of uh, mm-hmm. Power Five action here. You could take from. Or if there's somebody gonna, totally off the board. I'm going to take Dave Clawson. Ooh, all right, that's a good choice. You know, his name has popped up a little bit more just because of the success that Wake Forest had last week, almost beating Clemson. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and his name's been a hot name before for other coaching searches. It hasn't it really been that much. Before, I think, didn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like. Riley yeah. Hire, I think it was a name that came up. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty young at, you know, for a wake forest, I guess at that time now he's been there for quite a while. Um, but that oh, offense just... is, is unique, right? He has that slow mesh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that'd work in the big 10, but it would be a, an interesting see. I just I figured that was the best option. You know, he's uh, he, I mean, built wake forest when I don't think really anyone thought wake forest yeah. could be built. So that's fair. He is a program builder to your point of yes. someone who's obviously established a culture there of winning, where none existed beforehand. So, all right, yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, or is it me? Is that right? Yeah. I you know, actually, I should. I think I should have went in front of uh, Talon because Honky is back and forth. So that's all right. I'll. I wasn't going to take Dave Clawson anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I will uh, quickly move. I'm going to go and take. Um, I'll take. Josh Gaddis. No idea. Doubt that Josh Gaddis. Already then. Yep. Did not expect a, that. A likely pick. But um, I don't think anybody from those top assistants outside of Bill O'Brien are, is a legitimate um, candidate. Even Jim Leonard, who I, I guess, I think I was listening to uh, uh, Sharp and Benning this morning. He thinks Leonard's going to be the Colorado head coach next year. I don't know what connection hmm. Jim Leonard has with Colorado, but that was his prediction. Interesting. So, hmm. Maybe it was Sam McEwen who said that. One of the two. It was on the show. That was interesting. Does your business need easy competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. 
Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Go to gocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and are arranged by Express Tech Financing LLC DBA Currency pursuant to CFL License 60DB054873. All right, uh, Talon, you get one more pick for Honky here. What, what, any other names um, out here? I'm going to go with... Yeah, I think you need at least a new Power 5 head coach or a one of those top assistants. I will take... Go, can you click back? Mm-hmm. Man, I will t- I'll take uh, Chris Kleinman. I think I have Chris yeah, Kleinman. Yep. I okay. think your options there would be Sam Pittman, uh, Pittman Jonathan Smith, Smith Fish, Jed Fish, Dicker. Anyone else you're going to give? Yep. Yep. I'll go Pittman, Sam Pittman. There we go. Yeah, knows how to build an offensive line, that's for certain. Yeah. Build your team so inside it, out. So is it back to me now because Dave, we like yep. skip back to you and then yeah, boomer and, and the last pick of the week. What's a name yep. on here that I haven't seen? Let's well, I already have um go back to the other slide, please. Like I feel like we're playing a game show. Pretty much. Yeah. Um so let's see here. I already have one stoops. Where's the other stoops? I'm sorry, I, I'm looking for him on the list. Well, yeah, Bob. Um, don't you want Bob? Um, you want already take Bob Stoops? Yeah. So you want Mark Stoops? I want Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Number yeah, five in the established. There you yeah, go. Yeah. 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 Right, I just say get take Stoops and I and I win one way or the other. That's fair. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good strategy you got there. I like, I like it. it. Yeah. It's very, very maximizing. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need one more here to finish this this up the week. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Gosh. Um, Starting to get slim pickings here with some of these. Uh, just because people would enjoy it. Let's just say Jeff Monken. There's nowhere they're going to hire him, but what the people can dream here, right? So. I hear Army's throwing a lot more um, this year because I think everybody thinks Monken wants to get out of there and he's trying to show that he can actually have a more rounded offense. I, I don't it's going to be a tough, like, place to try to get out of because recruiting and everything is so different there. I don't know how you, uh, yeah. you know, how easy that transition is to show that, Hey, I, I coached at a service Academy and then moving on to the power five or, or something to that effect. That'd, that'd be a little sure. Tricky. Sure. I mean, I think that that runs with, I mean, someone like Troy Calhoun has had such success for almost two decades at air force, but I just don't know how well he would transition to the recruiting game at that uh, very different um, power five level. Yeah. I mean, kind of just have to be, just key to the service academies, you know, keyed into that and nothing wrong with that career though. If you can make it work. So. Yep. That's right. Well, to wrap up the coaching talk just a little bit um, before we move on to talking about Indiana, um, obviously we had the Aranda Campbell bowl this week, right? Baylor beats Iowa mm-hmm. state. And I think looks pretty good doing it. They, I think they had a double digit lead for um, into the fourth. I think Iowa state tacked on a, a late score to end up being only down by a touchdown, but, Arando gets another victory and Lance Leipold just keeps on winning um, and taking care of business. And uh, Kansas is, what are they? They four and oh, is that right? They are. They're four, yeah, they're four and oh. And uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated had them projected to play uh, Alabama in a bowl game in their last bowl projections. 
I wonder if you could have gotten a like a prop bet on that at the beginning of the year, which what that would have paid off, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah. Probably get so, rich from that bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. That's the I truth. I mean, it's it's uh obviously, you know, if he keeps winning and Kansas Kansas plays Iowa State this week, is that right, guys? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it's it's a Campbell Leipold bowl now. And if he goes and, and beats Matt Campbell, A, that knocks my Matt Campbell way down the, the Husker list of, of desirable coaches, it seems like. Uh, well, I don't know. He beat Lance. Iowa. So that, that's all. True. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. He beat well, Iowa, hopefully, he right? also beat Iowa. He beat Iowa at time. Iowa's game. Like, I mean, they literally played Iowa's style. Of only, only took them six years to do it. We were all together. Yeah, I was about that, to say. Too. That was fun. I say, it's, it's been a little while since Iowa State's figured it out. <laughs> Yeah, usually they yeah. usually they find a way to give it to Iowa. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Campbell has so. not had a lot of success there, no. but a light pole looks really good, right, guys? I mean, um, uh, got to be impressed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he makes. I mean, he's he he's doing the most with the least. It seems like in the last from the last few years, and it's it's just super impressive. I, I just even watching Kansas, like, having been like my best bet for you know, for, to take them to not cover or, or to cover the spread, I should say, was it covering? No, to not, I'm trying to think. To not cover their spread. To not cover the spread. I mean, was like my best bet every week as a joke for, and I was winning money on it. Right. So, you know, now I'm like out here going three and two in the backcast season, which we'll get to in a little bit, but yeah. Because you can't, just can't rely on Kansas. But it's been a game I've been watching. Like, like I'm like, oh, Kansas is playing. I'll switch over to them like on commercials or whatever, just to kind of see how they're doing or throw it up on my phone while I'm watching another game on TV. And I've never done that before. Yeah, their offense is fun to watch. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's. I mean, defense still maybe has a little ways to go, but um, overall, now, Mickey, I know Rob, you love watching uh, the pressers. Uh, name dropped Dave Aranda again today. Again, yeah, again, he did. he did. And you know, Boomer, I was looking into this just a little bit. It's easy to kind of forget about this stuff, but so Bill Bush was at Utah State back 2009 to, to 2012 he was actually their, their defensive coordinator there one of the other times he was a d coordinator was at utah state he actually stepped aside uh and dropped back down to safeties coach he might have been a like assistant head coach as well but um safeties and dave aranda got his first d coordinator gig i think at utah state so they coached together at utah state and then aranda Goes to Wisconsin. Guess who becomes Aranda's safeties coach at Wisconsin? Aranda. Bill Bush. Bill Bush. And guess, and then Aranda goes from Wisconsin to LSU. And guess who follows him to LSU? Bill Bush. Um, and that's where Aranda would would met Mickey Joseph. So if you want to get into conspiracy theory here, <laughs> it's not too hard to connect some dots. Yeah, our head coach and coordinator. World hats here soon, but and and going have, back. Going, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Boomer. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. I was just going to say, and going back, I think we've had this conversation too, and where somebody said, "Well, is Joseph really going to want to step back into the role that he had prior to Scott Frost and stick around?" I mean, it seems like, and God, I, I, I hate that I'm agreeing with Jim in Minnesota here, but, um, you know, it seems like if Aranda was the coach, it almost feels like Mickey would do that, right? To where he would be the associate head coach and go back into being the wide receivers guy and stick with recruiting. And it, it really just, it, it really feels that way, man. It's like, I honestly, it would, I, 
I don't. Can we bet on this now? Still on any of the apps? Like because it really does Maybe. feel like yeah, sure. Aranda so. is until Aranda says I'm absolutely not leaving Baylor. Like you know this situation, all the speculation. It just feels like it is the best fit for the team right now, based on the current coaching staff and people that we would want to keep here, right? Like I mean that's and and from the a fact transition that, standpoint, yeah, you could make a strong case there. I mean, you could legitimately argue that if Bill Bush and Mickey Joseph were not here right now, they are somewhere else coaching, and uh, Dave Aranda gets hired as the next Nebraska head coach, he brings in Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush onto a staff, and no one would be that surprised. Especially right? because they both love Nebraska so much, right? I mean, that's yeah. like, yeah. And, and, and they so, also have a track record with it. It makes, it makes sense, and it almost, and, and I think we talked about this way back when Joseph and uh, Bush were hired because we kind of speculated that Bush would be hired because I think he was hired after Joseph, if I remember correctly, or he brought got brought onto the staff as special teams coordinator. He was an right? analyst before. Yeah, he was an analyst before. Yeah. But, um, and we talked about it a little bit and we had said, you know, that like it, it kind of felt like we were really setting ourselves up for the future with some of these guys even, you know, whether Scott succeeded or not. And it, I, I think we'd have to go back and check the film on that, but it felt like we kind of had, let's just say we said it. Yeah. Sure. Let's just say we said it. I, but I mean, there was conversations kind of hitting around it. I would at least, but that, that we wanted, we, we saw the situation. That's one of the reasons we brought those two guys in, in the first place is because if we're going to start building blocks, like those two guys, I would, I would build an entire team around the guys that Mickey and, and Bill want to bring in. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, like, they're the two sharpest recruiters as well, to your absolutely. point. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, so. they spent their time off recruiting. Like, that's all they did the entire time during the bye week was recruit when they weren't, like, working on a game plan for Indiana. So, Yep, I hear you. Well, I don't know. Right now, uh, Lance Leopold and Dave Aranda um, have both have some momentum. I'm sure there's other coaches that will continue to pick up steam as well. Um, and we'll we'll follow every step of the way, right, guys? Maybe. All right. Think about it. All right. Anything else on the coaches? Anybody else that you saw last week that got your nothing? All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's preview the Indiana versus Nebraska game, a a sellout at Memorial Stadium. Um, speaking of Kansas, they had their first sellout um, in forever against. Uh, uh, well, Duke travels well, Dave. Duke. So. Yeah, right. But um, we now have a, a, a continued sellout streak. Uh, Trev announced uh, that uh, today that we now have uh, one more to the streak. And um, Rob, um, what are you expecting here with uh, this matchup between uh, Indiana, who uh, has their first loss of the season? They got taken down by the Bearcats of Cincinnati and um, a coach that we would be interested in if he was interested in uh, us and Luke Fickle. Um, and uh, Indiana's got three wins, but I, nothing really impressive, right? No, nothing really impressive in the and in, in actuality. If you look at their overall stats, especially from a defensive standpoint, they're giving up more points per game than than you know they're they're basically being outscored by almost like a half a point, really, which isn't much, but by their opponents. Um, they're being outgained in yards. They're being they're being outrushed. They're only rushing about 114 yards or something like that per game, where where their opponents are rushing almost 150 um, total yards. They're being outgained by almost 150 yards. So I mean, it's like 
when, when you look at it, what are some of the strengths of the defense that they're bringing in? Right. And like, and, and because that's one of the biggest things we have to worry about with our O-line, which is one of our weaknesses. And so far a defense that wasn't very successful as far as sacks and things like that go this year, they've got something like, I think they have 10 sacks. They had four last or two last game. But one of the biggest things that they have right now is tackles for a loss. I think they, they have like 28 tackles for a loss on the season. Um, overall in just their first four games, which is, which is a huge ordeal. Their defensive ends are just basically blowing up the, uh, the, the guards on the outside and, and getting in and, and getting to the quarterback. And, and that does not sound good. No, it does not yeah, sound good at all. And, and so I'm curious, but I mean, come on, we've had two weeks to game plan this. So you, you would hope, um, you know, and, and I do also want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Williams jr. Who is a friend of the show. Um, I was curious what happened and why he wasn't playing more last week because when I w- went back and watched the game, the first few plays where he started, he was actually pancaking guys a bunch on the run game, right? And they were running right, they were running the ball past him, you know, and through him, I guess you could say. Um, and it turns out after about six or seven plays, I think he actually went out injured. He had a surgery this week and uh, will be out two to three weeks, they say minimum. So quick recovery to him right now on the offensive line. So there'll be a couple other guys that are going to be filling in and, you know, it'll be interesting to see because one of the reasons those, those guys is because they're corners too. They're not giving up a ton in the passing game. That's one thing that they're not giving up. And so, which tells me that their corners and their, and their defensive backs are uh, doing a good enough job to cover, to allow the defensive ends to get in there to the quarterback. Right. It's, it's all about that, hmm. that timing game. So, yeah, so it'll be um, because it, as far as that goes, I mean, they're, they're get, but they are giving up uh, like seven or more yards per, you know, pass and everything, but they're giving up less passing yards and they're gaining themselves. They're giving up like under 300 yards passing per game, which in college is pretty decent, I suppose. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be, you know, it'll be an interesting game. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they're, like I said, their defensive backs, you would think they're doing good enough to allow the, the guys to get in there, but also who has Indiana played so far, you know, what's those, the competition level and and there's three wins are, questionable competition and then yeah. they you know first first matchup versus a good team cincinnati um you know they lose by by 21 they, they have definitely hang hung around in that game for a little bit but yeah um, like two quarters three two and yeah. a half quarters yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. even I, when they played illinois they i mean illinois dominated that game up until indiana's last yeah. drive mm-hmm. so i mean and i would like indiana, to remind everybody illinois should have won that game with that touchdown and i would have covered that bet that week so Yes, bad memories for Boomer there, Talon. But you're right. I mean, they they did yeah. not deserve to win that game. But really. one they, thing, they didn't really do a whole lot. They ran yeah, like a hundred over a hundred, hundred and seven plays last week or something like that. Which yeah, hundred and seven plays, incredible yeah, amount of pass attempts. So, yeah, they yeah, they, get, they have a really amount. fast pace of play on offense. Which they just don't gain a lot, as we discussed. Dave, I think they only yeah, gain like Boomer. three point three point something yards per play. Well, they don't like they don't have a run game. They don't have a run game. They, they just a yeah, they just that. throw all over the yard, yeah. right? I mean, just like yeah, they, 50, they have, 60, 70 attempts. Their average, yeah, their average play is run for three point four yards. <laughs> wow! So, but they're only giving up three point six per play to their opponents. So yeah, yeah, but let's not worry. Let's let's move over to the offense, Rob. Your point, though, yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit because that's pretty intriguing. That's a really weird stat. There, they're running tons of plays, but not yes. a lot of yardage. Um, it's not a very efficient offense. And so um, I think if you can figure out how to, how to get them in um, 
you know, more like third and long situations, you would think you'd be able to get off the, the field because they're not picking up a lot of yardage. It must have a lot of short passing game. Uh, they're not getting vertical in that passing game. They're not breaking off big runs. So um, you got to figure out how to get them off the field, get, get them in a negative yardage on a first or second down and then get them third and long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, and they're only converting at like 43% or like 40 something percent on third down. Like they're terrible. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 47.3%. So less than 50% of the time they're converting third down. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, Boomer, um, I think we are at the, the spread in this game was like what? Five and a half now? Uh, it was right? six and a half last time I looked. I'll have to try to get a, an update. I mean, it's, it's had a lot of movement in Nebraska's way, which is really intriguing. A lot of money to make that, so. pouring in on Nebraska. So yeah, we'll this talk is a, a game I've, I've had trouble predicting all year, and I don't know what what the, the betting is saying about it. So it, everyone seems to be favoring the Huskers, which is odd given our general lack of covering anything so far this year. But. <laughs> I mean, nobody trusts Indiana either, which is fair. I've watched them play several times this year, and I wouldn't trust them either. So, we are, you know, it, you know we never bet Nebraska on our show, and but this would definitely be a game I would not touch with a big ten foot pole, as we'd like to say. Vegas, man, Vegas doesn't have those large hotels because of because they're losing. So, yeah, uh, spreads at five back to five and a half here currently. So most most places. So yeah, but it's the money's definitely moved Nebraska's way. So yeah, absolutely. interpret that well the way you will listeners so all right talon you're looking for anything in this game this is a night game on btn is that right guys yes i think yes so. yep yeah yeah it's a yeah. 5 30 our time dave i think so six yeah 6 30 6 30 in america's time zone yeah. Robert, america's so. time zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah talon, what, are, what are you looking for yeah. talon what are you looking for in this game anything in particular i think you just gotta hope our our secondary can hold up so we can get a pass rush you know like like you said if we can get them to third and long they're not converting very many so i think that's the biggest thing i don't think we have to necessarily worry about the run too much but we've said that before so yeah that's um, the truth i i think they're they're uh short passing offense i think they look for a lot of screens uh, a lot of drag routes crossing patterns I, I they're just they're looking to run in space and i think our guys should be faster and we'll, we'll, we'll hope to see if we fix the open field tackling issue because yeah um that's i think the biggest thing even with northwestern we were we were right there multiple times they made one cut and we looked like we were on ice so yeah that's the biggest thing just kind of keeping everything in front of us don't don't let anything get behind us and and just play smart i think we get really we press a lot one big play happens and then we feel like we need to make the, the the greatest stop of all time the next drive to even be in the game, and then I think it just continues to to snowball on us. Yeah, no, that's fair. It'll be interesting to see what Bush does coverage wise. If we play man and man or or zone, to your point, keeping things in front of you, but then you got to be sure tacklers and and close on that ball because they are going to throw the ball a lot. You're going to have a lot of stuff where it's a three yard pass, and you're going to have to be a sure tackler, and we have not been that this year, so. It's going to be really interesting to see if we can uh, get enough stops. I feel like offensively, we're going to score points on these guys. Um, yeah, after this... watching Cincinnati last week with them, I, yeah. Cincinnati was able to put up a ton of points, especially in that first <laughs> half. And some of them were on very big plays, too. They had like a 70-some-yard pass. I know they had several over 30. 
able to sustain drives pretty well against them. So if our offense mm-hmm. can kind of click, then we should be able to score a decent amount. And, you know, you score enough and you're putting pressure on Indiana to pass every play. And maybe it's when you can get a couple interceptions and get that quarterback sack that we've been really lacking all year. And we'll see what happens. But, you know. Yeah, I think just keep, keeping guys fresh, too, in the secondary. I mean, 104 plays, we need to be making sure we have guys rotate. And who can actually Do we play. have enough guys to rotate, though? That's been the question all year. We are Why not at this point, right? Well, it's that's like, true. Yeah, well, we might see a lot of different faces, you know, out in the field this week, because why not? I mean, you got to figure something out for the rest of the season, possibly going into next year, and You've got about four games, I think, in this this middle stretch. We always thought this was going to be, you know, quote unquote, the easy stretch of the season to, you know, try mm-hmm. to make something happen. And now it's kind of, this is how you salvage something out of this season in the in these four games, because it doesn't get any easier by the end of it. And then, so you, you got to start with Indiana and see what happens. And, you know, you can maybe build a little Rob, momentum wanna... for another game against Rutgers that you know is Friday for those that don't remember. So. Coming fast. So. That's true. Yeah, I just I think we can even go back to the old cliche that the best defense is going to be the offense, right? And and how long they can stay on the field. And I think that this whole game will be determined. Mm-hmm. I think we'll know the mm-hmm. result of this game by the second drive for this offense. Because there's no doubt in my mind we can't drive down the field and score a touchdown in the first possession. That's what we've been doing all season, like even against mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So by the time that we get out there for the second possession. I can tell you right now, and the, and this is my prediction, which is going to sound total redcast, rubbish, whatever. But if we score a touchdown on the second offensive possession, drive down and have a drive of like four and a half minutes or more, then we're going to win this game by three scores. That's, All right. So two, two things out of that. A, Rob's calling the shot. If we score on our second drive, it's an automatic victory. So I'm, I'm going to hold it to that one, Rob. But I think your actual more intelligent point, though, is that that offensively, if we can control the ball and hold on to some possessions and not allow them to have 104 plays, we're going to be a lot better off defensively. Yeah, because right? their quarterback is right terrible. On their quarterback is terrible. He he has he has he has like worse accuracy than. Oh, never mind. I don't. We're not talking about that kid anymore. Um, you know, because apparently he's got accuracy now and he can actually win game have game winning drives. So I can't say that about. Him. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, it's yeah. it's terrible, man. Like I, yeah, their quarterback is terrible. That's one thing that I did notice. So we're either going to make him look like a world beater this week, or we're going to shut him down completely, and our corners are going to come out with a with a uh, B in their bonnet since we're a fan. Sure, well. sure. Well, so, I think I think the D line's performance maybe matters a little more if we can even get in pressure because I don't we don't sack QBs very often, and our D line was supposed no. to be a strength coming in. I think we just haven't touched them. Yeah, no, barely any any pass rush. That's a good point. If Garrett Nelson or Oshan finally breaks loose, especially early in the game, that can make a big difference. Um, yeah, rattle them uh, a little bit. A three or four side game, I think that would, especially on Rob's point. You know, he doesn't think you know their QB isn't that great. So you hit him two or three times. You know, how is he going to respond? Is this uh, Connor Bazelak, the Missouri transfer? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did nothing in Missouri to impress me either. So yeah, I, no. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Boomer, let me wrap this up by throwing this to you. Um, what would it mean for the season if if we win this game? I mean, I mean, it's not going to salvage everything, but you feel like that'd be enough momentum to your point over these next couple of weeks where people are going to be a little more positive. Well, I think so. It, it would be big for the players to get a win, just to kind of get 
shake off a little bit of the funk of the this this first quarter of the season because it's hard to take anything exciting out of those first four games. I mean, they know it was way less than ideal. They've got so many different coaches now that's, you know, right up front, hey, this isn't going as planned. So this would give, you know, them some confidence that, hey, we can win games. It would validate a little bit about what Joseph and Bush and everyone are trying to do with the season because they're trying to shake everything up here and do the best they can with the, the limited time they have and the players they have available. So it, it, it would build some confidence there. And, you know, they're going to, it's not, they're definitely going to be trying some new lines out there and, and Mickey's presser. They're going to be hopefully trying new players and giving others a shot. So it gives them some confidence that, Hey, maybe we have found some players that can work. And, you know, with the games that are coming up, none of these are world beaters. So you might have a, you know, a little confidence can go a long way in these kinds of games. So, Maybe we'll see yeah. something that can work and it'll keep working for a few games and it can get something out of the season. So this is probably yeah. a big thing. Cause if you lose this game, I could see it being pretty easy to check out for the rest of the year. You know, that's, that's probably a risk. So it's, it seems like yeah. we've been saying this every week, like every week is just a high pressure game. This is the strangest yeah. season. So, but it, it's, I don't know what anyone's expecting out of this season anymore, but it, it could be a big turning point, I think. So, oh, we're making a bowl, yeah. boomer. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, we went out, we still go to a big 10 championship. What's still the prize? We control our destiny, Talon. Perfect. Hey, I'm just we have one loss in the big 10, so anything's possible. We control our destiny here, so no worries. I'm just saying. You know, but we lose. The whole season tomorrow. is in front of us, really. Oh, yeah. I really like this kid, Dave. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. Hey, anything's hey, well. Hey, if if Kirk Herbstreet can predict us to go to the Big Ten championship, I can kind of believe still, right? You know, so. that's right. I mean, you know, he, he's still got it out there. So, um, well, you know, speaking of the Indiana game, um, Talon, you could um, also uh, go for this if you want, um, if you're around uh, Lincoln this weekend. Honky um, has uh, been able to uh, – he posted this earlier today, right, guys, that uh, we are giving away two tickets um, to this uh, Saturday's homecoming game versus Indiana. Uh, you do need to retweet um, on Twitter and uh, follow the Red Cast, uh, secure your name in the drawing, and uh, – Make sure you do that before 5 p.m. on Thursday, and, uh, and then we'll announce uh, the winner. Rob, uh, you're gonna put all the names in a randomizer, right? Yeah, I'll just I'll just pull a randomizer. I've got one that I use here. We'll nerd out. So if you want to shut your ears for a second, you're not later. gonna write every single name on a piece of paper and put it in a big world. No, world so for like a lot, of comics, a lot of the comics for groups and things like that that I'm in on social media, we we do a lot of giveaways from artists and things like that, and we use these randomizers where you throw the names in you can roll a dice beforehand it gives you a number and that's how many times you randomize it and whoever comes out at the top say after 10 rolls will be the winner so that's rob all. actually i suggest that you go onto ebay and get one of those lottery uh ping pong ball picker like like boomers talking about and we could we could do a live show on it i, mean, I already it's, it's, i already like blew my load on the uh, whole kool-aid set up there dave i don't know if i can afford to do a, another another we don't have money for a lottery machine Damn you know it. what actually we might uh, now that i think about it if i can use the red cast you know all those all those dollars we're bringing in from the uh, war daddy up shirts you know what i mean it's a uh, sponsor smack and smooch reach out to uh, lane or shane and laura or lane and shora uh shane and laura and you can uh, get get yourself a war daddy up t-shirt from them too so. there you go uh, 
All right. All right. Good stuff. Well, um, if you're listening live or hear this on the podcast before Thursday at five, go ahead and and uh, retweet and uh, follow the Redcast and get your name in there to win uh, two tickets to the homecoming game this Saturday. Night. Yeah, that's it is also our pinned tweet currently on Twitter for those of you just listening. So you can still find it there. So. And for those of you that don't have a Twitter and are going to create one just to try to win the tickets, a pin tweet means it's the tweet at the very top of our feed. All right. So, you know, for those of you that actually are. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for the. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and tune in next week when Rob explains the internet to some of our other people. <laughs> uh, uh, the file. All right, guys. The computer. That's right. Alumni Hall, they just opened up a sweet new shop in downtown Lincoln. I believe it took over one of the other shops. What shop was that, Honky? It was Husker mm-hmm. Headquarters. They also have one at Hus- 56 and um, Highway 2. So yeah. there's two locations in Lincoln now. And Yeah, and they just they just opened up there. And next time I'm in Lincoln, I'm definitely looking forward to going there and checking out this the store itself. You know, we, we've, we've gone around the Haymarket, checked out a couple stores there. But apparently this one is top-notch and, and you know, number one with all of, like, the actual licensed, you know, swag and everything. And I got my shirt there too. So a little Herbie love going on and, you know, rock and roll, uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's alumni hall. And you can also check their stuff out alumni hall.com backslash Nebraska. I think it is. And you can see all of the stuff to purchase from them through there. Let's see where, uh, let's see. Uh, let's move on to the BetCast. The BetCast picks of the week. All right, we are. Let's uh, review last week, and um, obviously one of us wants we to have look to? at this, but yeah. the others don't. Um, I damn it, Boomer, you're still yeah, on mine. Third victory of the uh, the year um, with my Utah fifteen and a half over Arizona State. I uh, presumed that Arizona State would not be in good shape after losing Herm Edwards, and that was a, an, an easy one. I, I was sweating this a little bit because it was like the last game of the night, and I had so many other good bets. I had a really good good weekend. I went like 10-5, and uh, the Colorado bet should have been like the UCLA game. I should have just took, took UCLA to cover, which they easily did again. Um, and um, uh, But I waited to, to the night game, but I, was, I didn't really have to sweat it too much. Utah took that one through. USC guys, I I I was like, you know what, I'm going to ride with the bedcast. I took both, uh, you know, Skip and Boomer's advice here, and Oregon State, even though they still lost the game, um, covered that and were generally within that five and a half the entire night. And uh, Rob, I also uh, rode with you on the Michigan one, and uh, that just never really materialized for uh, well, the Wolverines. They, they were up. Huh? They actually were covering, um, and I'm a little embarrassed here because. Um, Quite frankly, they were up, th- they got to up to fourteen. I don't think they ever got over seventeen. Um, no, I think weren't they up seventeen? No, I was watching that all the way. What, they, the what did they game. end up winning by? It was what was the a final touchdown that game? Yeah, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, I they thought that they there. were going to get up there, and then all of a sudden, it just yeah, it just never did. Like I don't know what it was with with Michigan in that game, but they looked flat the entire game, and then it took that one big touchdown at the end there to to really seal the victory and put them up two scores. And I just, I, yeah, it just, man, now I'm three. It, it, we're tied on the season, Dave. And I think that that's really where I'm more embarrassed. About uh, embarrassed. Yeah. Well, your, your gut is, uh, you know, no match for, for my still mind, a winner. So. My gut's still a minute winner. So, and, and we're tied Dave. So I would oh, say it's right. a perfect match for your mind. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, I haven't looked at too many of the uh, the bets so far this week, but um, and talent. I, I know you you can't gamble in Nebraska, and you're not 21, so you shouldn't even be on this show. Uh, um, but not if endorse, any, um, we're gonna get our license revoked. Great. <laughs> hey, don't but worry. I'll tell, games I'll tell you, I'm 21. We're gonna have the Kansas City Mafia on our on us for this one. So, so know. Boomer, is there any uh, games out there that have you intrigued? Yeah, there's a couple I've been watching. You know, uh, you know, one's another matchup between you know head coach candidates at Iowa State, Kansas. Iowa State's still getting uh, minus three on that, so or minus three and a half, depending on where you're looking. So, apparently, Vegas didn't have a ton of faith in Kansas, and that's at Lawrence. So. I, I'm intrigued by that one. And another Big Ten matchup I, I've kind of been watching, uh, Illinois and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin yeah. coming up just a complete dismantling uh, against Ohio State. And there's a lot of you know, rumbling from Madison, you know, for this week. And then you've got Brett Bielema with his fighting Illini coming in. And they're seven-point yeah. dogs right now. And I, you know, if Illinois is ever going to knock off Wisconsin, this might be the week to do it. I'm almost considering Illinois, you know, as a winner on that outright, but if you're going to give me seven points, I certainly might take them there. This opened up at nine, and I yeah. almost took it right then. I was like, "Ooh, boy, yeah, nine, yeah, definitely." I might have definitely jumped on that at nine, but even seven isn't bad. So, so yeah, those are a couple about, I've been watching. So, but what about Utah, Oregon State at ten and a half. Yep, absolutely. Um, or, or another ten and a half, but Michigan and Oregon's- Iowa. Oregon State's a tricky good, like we said against USC. They looked good. Now their defense at home might be better than that, but they're but they played really really well. Yeah, Utah's Almost really good at win. home though. Yeah, I mean that's where that's where it's a trick, right? Like that's I mean, the altitude, it, yeah. Dave. Yeah, it's the altitude. <laughs> uh, where's Honky when we need him? Yeah, that was that was a game. I was telling that I'm glad you brought that game up because I was looking at that. I'm trying to stick to top twenty five stuff right now, like just okay. looking looking through all that and. Yeah, that I mean, I watch. That's the first time that I I can actually say I sat up and watched Oregon State play an entire game, and I was really impressed with their defense. Uh, yeah, really impressed, especially against a team like USC, which was supposed to be very explosive, right? And they have like this great transfer quarterback who came from Oklahoma, who's like you know supposed to be one of the, Caleb Williams, who's supposed to be like one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and then you know, basically against Oregon state, they, they did not look like the team they're supposed to be. Right. So it's like, are they going to do the same thing to Utah in this game? 10 and a half points. It seems scary to me. Like, I think, I think if it was like nine and a half or something, I might be intrigued. It opened at nine and a half. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah if it was still nine and a half, I'd be intrigued. But yeah. the fact that it's over, you know, basically it's over two scores now. Right. Um, it's kind of scary. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. I I might I, almost I still might look at that one. I do think Utah yeah. is really good at home. They have a good atmosphere there. Oregon State exerted a lot of energy. I was going to a lot it. into trying to to pull off that upset. It's tough to go back on the road and and uh, turn that around. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'd, it'd be interesting to see what Oregon State's like injury report looks like and all of that after a game like that too. So sure, but, I mean, sure. it's intriguing. I mean, I'm I'm glad you brought that one up because that was actually one I wanted to touch on. So. Well, I just think Rob and you know, throws QB throws four picks and you only lose by three against a top ten team. You know, something something's got to be clicking on defense, you know. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Your QB did throw you, four picks though. Is that right? Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, threw four picks and they only lost by three. So I mean, how? how and it, I would say USC's offense is better than Utah's. It's a different offense. I'll tell it's you a, that. Yeah, I'd say it's much different. I don't know Utah. Utah's. Man, they're just efficient. 
You know, that's yeah, well, that's a very efficient. Yeah, smart, smart, good smart QB. Too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Cam Rising is good. I don't know. That's interesting. Rob, do you have anything else on your board? I do. And the game that I mean, I think literally nobody will watch um, because it's the eight thirty game on ESPN here in Colorado, which means it's a ten thirty start in in um, in New York, so nine thirty in America's mm-hmm. time zone. Um, and, and it's at UCLA, so there's not going to be anybody in the stands. Um, Washington at UCLA is only favored by three. And yep. quite frankly, if there's nobody in the stands to see the game, does that even count as a home game for UCLA? I think Washington I think covers, counts as a game. I think, I I think, think Washington, I think Washington covers cleanly. I mean, Washington, I have a feeling will just blow UCLA out on this one, even if it is a Skip Kelly offense. I just, I, I'm not, UCLA is 4-0. I get it. They're 4-0, but I just, I, this is the sort of game that Kip, Chip Kelly loses. So this is very under the radar for no, obviously that's, yeah. a, that's interesting call Rob. I'll look at that one. I've yeah. got a couple uh, we haven't mentioned yet. I'll go back to the big 10 before heading back out to the West coast, um, Minnesota. And I don't know what the line is. I already got this bet at, at minus nine and a half versus Purdue. I presume it's gone up now. Oh um, yeah. Especially if O'Connell's not playing. Yeah. That might be. Yeah. A... I, I grabbed that at nine and a half on Sunday and, um, very happy with that. It is. It's 12 and a half right now, Dave. 12 and a half. I got some value there. So That's I don't know if I'll use that as my best bet at 12 and a half, at, but with even O'Connell being out. Wow. That's yeah. Even at 12 and a half, I think, I mean, Purdue, is, you can get them under two touchdowns. You probably take them. Part of my language, but Purdue is kind of ass this year. And so I don't think that we're going to have Minnesota to Minnesota looks good. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota, looks, Minnesota, Minnesota looks, looks like big, t- big 10 West champions is what they look like right mm-hmm. now. After four yeah. games, they sure do. Yeah. 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 And then um, I do have uh, Arizona state uh, 17 and a half versus Colorado. I imagine that line's gone up as well already. Um, and then um I got San Diego State plus six over Boise. Um, Boise shouldn't be favored against any like, no, decent team so. at this That's point. They have no offense. Quarterback's a mess. I think, I think Backmeyer's in the portal now, so they're kind of that, that freshman. Um, and San Diego State can just muck things up and keep it close. I don't know if they'll win that game, but I think they can – can keep it within the touchdown. So it's fu- it's funny, dude, because everything you just said about Boise right now, you could I, you could have like substituted Nebraska there, and and you probably could have given the same analysis. But we're way more positive about our team, right? So it's yeah. <laughs> and another random game I was kind of watching a little matching uh, Ohio at Kent State. Oh, right now it's yeah. minus eleven, which might be a little high for what I'd like Kent State. But you know when I, I was looking at it. Kent State has just had the most brutal non-con schedule like in America. Sure. They played yeah. Washington, they played Oklahoma, and they played Georgia last week. I mean, who the hell scheduled that? And they played Georgia really yeah. well, and they played how Oklahoma. Much mo- how much money have they gotten for that, though? That's what I want Well, the players not much, but the school has done well. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they started like a NIL fund on the side. For well, maybe. They sure need it after that. But, I mean, heck, they they should be as sharp as anybody in the MAC after coming off of that schedule. And yeah, they, they had no reason. Yeah. They were – Trading blows with Georgia. That could have been the upset of the year, but of course the SEC we can't have nice things. So yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted to see them play anybody. I mean, outside those three teams, I mean they're three top twenty-five teams, right? Yeah. It's uh they're good. I yeah, that that'll be an interesting game too. So game totals at sixty-eight right now. That that would be a fun game to watch. Well that's a Mac. That's I think so. so. Definitely watch it. 
the matching game. Iowa's, what's Iowa's game total? Are they, do they have a – Iowa's playing this Michigan week, against Michigan. So. Oh, yeah, against Michigan. So what's the I think total? I they were 42. Seven and a half. I think they were seven and a half point. Under 42. That was another game that I – did we talk about that one already? I don't think it's – No, no. Sure haven't. Yeah, it's ten and a half right now is what I'm seeing, and the over under is forty two, which always cracks me up because you'd think Michigan it would be higher. So are they just assuming that obviously with a ten and a half point spread, they're assuming Michigan's gonna score most of those points. So it's I mean that's a tough one too, because this is traditionally as number four team in the country, this is traditionally the type of game that um you know, Michigan is going to end up losing. Harbaugh, Harbaugh likes to. Well, this is like this. traditionally a game that Iowa wins. They're at yeah. home, yeah, against a, a a top opponent. They usually pull off one of these per year, practically. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's one that's I probably a, are going to avoid. Maybe I'll take Iowa as a plus eleven. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, if it gets if it gets yeah, it's plus ten and a half right now is what I'm seeing. I'm on, seeing DraftKings at plus eleven right now. Oh, nice. So, no, no, very good. And you could even buy it up to that too, I guess, if you really wanted to. And, yeah. and Still, it wouldn't be that. Yeah, DraftKings is, is is eleven. So, okay. Talon, is any any games out there that you're going to be watching that we haven't Probably mentioned just, yet? Just uh, Wake Forest, Florida State. Florida State's a seven point favorite at home. Really? Uh, I think I'll take. I think I'll take Wake. That's actually mm-hmm. uh, an astute call right there. I, 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 I did not know that. Actually, no, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I don't Florida trust State Florida State that much, and I think Wake looks pretty good. You I can, mean, I, Florida State's a good team, but I think talent. If you want to Venmo me, Venmo me some money, you know, just let. Me know. Oh really? I got, I got, Fandle, I got, I got, I got Fandle and DraftKings. You know, oh, is that like buying alcohol for minors? Is that it's, what that is? It's like, not acceptable <laughs> on the red cast, Robert. You swore, and now you're you know, unbelievable. Oh, uh, I'm blowing up. I'm gonna get another phone call tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I think you're up to three um, now, Rob. I think yeah, you're yeah, up to three. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, guys. Let's uh, let's let's. It's time to get out of here. I think if I can find the parting shots. Uh, here we go. Parting shots, and uh, I'll start with uh, with Boomer. Oh Lord, I don't even know what my parting shot was anymore at this point. Yeah, it disintegrated somewhere <laughs> in that uh, in the whole bet. Tell you what, Boomer, uh, collect yeah. your thoughts. Collect your thoughts. Um, and we'll, we'll give the floor to our guest and Man, that's fair. We'll start with a guest. I think have a, best, a parting yeah. shot. Anything you want to just say, anything you didn't get to say earlier in the conversation, anything you want to mention about the show, um, you name it Floor is yours. I think I'm going to, I have kind of a, a take on the Huskers. I think uh-huh. we beat, you know how we have that tough last three games of the year. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we we win two out of those three games. Whoa, I like it. So we're gonna, we're going to upset some combination of Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, and Iowa. Michigan. And Michigan. All right, yes, that's think, that's a I, hot take right there. I think we we take care of Iowa, and I I think we can find a way to beat Wisconsin or or at least you know maybe not Michigan, but I think we could probably take Wisconsin. Yeah, I think it's some disarray. I like that. Yeah. yeah. When I think uh, the next couple games here, I think we can really figure out who we are as a defense. And, and I think, you know, we're only going to get better. I don't think we can get worse. <laughs> I, It'd know, be hard. So, yeah, so. Never say we, we can't get worse. So we said that before. And <laughs> I, we did rock bottom I, a I lot would of say, times. We keep finding to Talon's point there, yeah. the Big Ten offenses won't expose this defense as much. Um, no. At least from the passing game perspective. So maybe that's something. We'll see. Um, all right, Rob, how about you? We'll, we'll go to you. 
Well, you know, as we as we come into this uh, Indiana weekend, homecoming weekend, I just want to remind all of our fellow Husker fans out there that you know it is a zero and zero record right now that we have. That's just the way that this team is going into every single game. They're just, you know, it's the next stop sign. You know, I mean, we're not trying to win any press conferences, you know, and we're just going out there and just trying to kick some ass. And that's really what it is. So I think I got all the cliches from the press conference in, in one parting shot. Let me know if I miss any in the comments. (laughs) All right. All right. And uh, for our final parting, go ahead. Oh, was there something oh, sorry, else? I, something. I didn't know if Rob had no, more that he was no. going to throw out there. So. All right. I'm Final not honky. Shot. I'm not honky. No, no, no three and a half. So, okay. No, but I just, right. again, just wanted to remind everyone to look for our pinned tweet and uh, get in for those tickets. They are honky seats. They're decent seats. So um, there's two there, so you get a good view of the game. And I do have some uh, late-breaking footage here of the possible uh, repeat of uh, – the new and improved Herbie Husker. So there we go. I think that's the early shot. So look forward to that next season. Folks. So enjoy that. So. Uh, that's great, Boomer. All right. That's why we were switching. That's going to be my new red cast it. uniform, I think, is what that's going to be. So if I could get yeah, Rob in that outfit uh, next year at a game, that'd be classic. Well, you know, I will, Dave. That's what do you well, mean? he will yeah, do it. Like, Dave. Yeah, yeah, you get me the outfit, happen, I will so. put it on. I think you, I think you underestimate my. Uh, someone, my, someone, send him the outfit. Right? My, yeah, I think you, yep, I think you yep. underestimate my self esteem. We know some tailors and you, stuff on here, so I think we can, we can make we that happen. Make, there we we just need to make the outfit, and then it will be. Will well, be so. Your, your wife is crafty, dude. So get on it. Hey, how do we know? I know she's listening right now. How do we know if Rob doesn't wear that, we we don't win some games next year, huh? I mean, that's well, right. They, they, they win, worked, they win one game while I'm wearing that, and I will buy season tickets and go to every single game, or try to get like a red cast like press pass and just go on the field as that guy every single time. Oh, that'd be awesome. I, I'm and by the way, I am so glad that I'm not the only one with a cat that wants to jump on the screen. I've had to kill <laughs> twice tonight. Yes. So. Two of them. All right, and guys. mine's a tabby too. So go big. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Great show, guys. Talent, appreciate you joining us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully you can do it again sometime. Uh, for uh, now, let's call me. that. Absolutely, Talent, appreciate it. For now, let's call that a Go Big Red cast. Go Big Red. A Huda Media Production.